To make bunt cake? Yeah, I've been making a lot of cakes. Okay. Yeah. How's that going? <laughs> well, you know, it gets a little better each time. I've got to get used to the pan. Uh, it, uh, bunt cakes are very, like, um, big, heavy, thick cakes. And my wife is allergic to eggs. Um, so I have to sort of navigate. Um, baking eggless cakes, which have a tendency to be a little less stable, but also very large. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm improving. It's getting there. All right. Got uh, a we- uh, apple cream, uh, apple, apple bunt cake with a cream cheese uh, swirl in the middle, uh, sitting on the counter about half eaten, and then uh, just took a... A, a bunt cake that is supposed to mimic an old-fashioned buttermilk donut out of the oven. So we'll see how that goes later today. Yeah, you know when I went to visit uh, the the Kolsky residence, I was surprised at, at at your old man habits. You know, with the with the gardening and the bunt cakes and all that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really who I am. That's, uh, <laughs> no, that's who I am now. Um, and I'll tell you, like. I'm, I'm, uh, the family, we're doing this family trip situation um, to to the beach, and I just, I've already given up on, like, not being, you know, uh, upsettingly overweight when I should be in beach shape. Um, so I'm really targeting, I'm trying to get all my bunk cakes in so I can get a little healthier after the trip and i will tell you like the beginning of just like getting in a healthier headspace i did do one of the rachel robinson challenge workouts oh you did i have some questions <laughs> uh yeah well, well we'll have to talk about that but i feel like we're gonna do culture first today yeah we, we were gonna do culture first but i was ready to jump in on those challenge workouts um <laughs> i distracted us with bunk cakes but you did you did um all right uh should we uh, let's start with the last of us i guess because that's the big that seems like the big event show right now um it's weird i don't it, it it's it's hard i don't know that i have a recommendation for people on this show yet like i very much still feel like i'm feeling this thing out and i have to say that it could sort of go either way for me if you, I, you had know, to describe in like one to three sentences what this show is or sort of seems to be after an episode, what would you say? 
I would say post-apocalyptic adventure, I guess, where I'd go with that. Yeah, basically, it feels like a post-apocalyptic show like any other post-apocalyptic show, of which there have been, you know, shows and movies, literal hundreds, right? Yeah, um, well, yeah. I mean, look, if... Uh... If Station Eleven is a 100 on the creativity scale for the post-apocalyptic show, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, this feels like about 25. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe 50. You know, if yeah. it's a scale of 100, like I would say it gets into the middle, the, the, the middling in terms of like setup. But yeah, what we have is one episode of setup of what seems like a middle of the road post-apocalyptic and i guess we know there's going to be some sort of zombie presence uh show uh i will say and obviously there's a long way to go it could it could do stuff that sets it above and or apart but like after one episode i wouldn't say we have any specific reason to believe it's going to be any better than like the walking dead right yeah, no, it's funny because I was just sitting here thinking of like three or four things that we watched that were all yeah. the same that I liked better. <laughs> right, and and like again, there's 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 plenty of time. I I like the actors, both of the the sort of apparent lead actors. Uh, we love Anna Torv. We at the show, um, I believe, are on record as loving Anna Torv. So it was nice to see her, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little. I guess maybe what I have to say is that I underestimated the hype effect of the video game um, sort of uh, IP because other than the fact that this is based on an extremely popular video game, I cannot see any reason that people were so excited about it. Is that fair? Uh yeah no I think that that is fair, I mean maybe I don't know, maybe the cast got people jazzed I look there's there's a, a, a certain level of inherent hype in being the Sunday night HBO show that's true right? it might just be that yeah so I think I think all of those forces combine in some way um but I don't uh this certainly I, was not like the sort of debut episode that makes you go oh yeah. This is yeah. something like exciting and new and and interesting. It's it, but, but it can, can be also, good, right? Like I, I get why the framing device of the the original daughter, right, is is necessary for stuff that's going to happen later, right? Right. But pretty gruesome. It, it takes up a a large portion of the running time of this particular episode, which is the only one we've seen, right? And I feel like. That's a bit of a faint from what the show is going to be like. So we're not left with all that much of what the show is going to be like. It's just so we can sort of make the point that um, this girl that he's traveling with now, right. uh, you know, is going to remind him of his daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And, and I don't know that I don't know that we needed. Sick, right. Like, that's the other thing. Right. Yeah. And I don't know that we needed to build his daughter's character in any way to for that to point yeah. to be driven home. Um, but. <laughs> I don't know. Like the sick but not sick part to me, sort of like, I don't know. It, we're already careening a lot towards why the last man to me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. I have to say, after one episode, I probably liked better. Yeah, me too. Um, 
but it's not like I finished that and was like, this is the greatest show ever either. I think yeah. it, 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 too, was a perfectly good post-apocalyptic show, like many other perfectly good post-apocalyptic shows and movies. Um, it's a genre I don't mind at all, and I'm perfectly fine watching this. I just... I wonder if it's at any point going to make me say wow in terms of its like quality or originality because it did not do that in in its first episode. Yep. I wouldn't rule it out, but uh I'm not nothing nothing that I've seen so far has indicated that that's going to happen either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh <laughs> I'm going to like I'm not bailing or anything. No, and know? I'm not mad at it. I I yeah. like this was very watchable. Like I said, Pedro Pascal and what's her name? Bella Ramsey, I want to say is her name. Um, but the the little girl from Game of Thrones who, I mean, I say little and I mean it in a literal sense because she is little, but she can't be that young anymore. Right. No. It is Bella Ramsey. Um, she, oh, wow. Yeah, she's only 19. <laughs> she is very young. <laughs> okay she she got started early because that game of thrones appearance is like yeah 2013 or something i mean, I mean she, she would have been like 10 there at the end she was there at the very end I think. was it the right? very end i mean it was the last couple seasons i don't know we'll see anyway yeah, the point is like leader at the very end right i guess so she was yeah. i'm saying she was there at the very end but i think she her first appearance was she was probably like she couldn't have been more than 12 or 13. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Anyway, um, Bella Ramsey, I quite enjoy. She's, she has not been a disappointment so far in this. Um, there's a few like faces that I'm like, I definitely know that person to some degree. And it's perfectly good. I'm not I like, you know, a middle of the road zombie show is not something I'm upset about or generally disappointed with in any way i just feel like this was billed to be significantly more than that and it's a big uh we'll see on on that side of it yeah fair enough did you know that anna torv is related to rupert murdoch i did not i learned that today um not by blood by marriage um but related to the lachlan and james murdoch by blood so there you go um fascinating yeah yep (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's see. Wikipedia of diving. Uh, that was more to me more interesting than than most of the show. But again, I'm still here. Um, let's let's talk I'm about. Not gonna uh, argue with that. Let's let's talk about uh, the uh, the that '90s show and Nightcore. I I, I kind of wanted to take these together. Well, uh, I I I don't think that's fair. Um, I, I think we can start with Night Court because I don't think it's difficult. I I, <laughs> I am so crushingly disappointed. Um, and I don't know. I didn't go back and watch the original Night Court. I don't know if it was also this bad and we just have fonder memories of it because it was a different time. Um, the degree to which every line spoken on this show is the most obvious and brutally poor joke imaginable is it's mind-boggling and and the only conclusion i i feel is that it is that it's a hundred percent on purpose is that the writers rooms for these network sitcoms are still being told play the broadest possible angle at every turn 
And if you do that, it's been done. So you're going to play the same notes, but like, <laughs> I can just imagine an executive saying, play the hits and, and, and axing any remotely creative or interesting or funny joke. And there's two ways to look at that. Either there is still a large portion of the country that wants the broadest, most generic, and frankly, just again, so so done. It's it's bad joke with a laugh track to let them know it's time to giggle, or this machine that churns out these terrible programs. Some of them pretending to be based on previous shows that were popular is just churning out garbage for nothing and making waste of perfectly good actors in the process, you know? Yeah, watching this somehow lessened my appreciation for the original Night Court, but raised it for John Larroquette. Um, yeah. And I, and I say that because, I mean, they were, you know, the show definitely takes the time to really make some references to the old stuff, to the old show. And I realized I didn't remember any of them. And I, I have memories of night court, but they're all these kind of like vague memories, Agreed. you know, like Same. I, I yeah. remember, <laughs> you know, I remember the judge and I remember like bull and, and you know, the bailiff. And I remember Larroquette and I remember the theme song. Yep. But that, that's kind of about as deep as it goes. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And so, like, the show is sort of referencing these things, and you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess he liked the snakes in the can or whatever. But, like, it doesn't really hit. And I kind of remember, like, oh, maybe Night Court wasn't that good, and most of my excitement about it was that it was sandwiched in the middle of these other, like, all-time great shows. You know well, what I mean? Okay, that but I, I, without going back and watching Night Court, I almost don't want to say that because I can't tell if this thing was just so bad that it made me feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because this really is—it's the worst drivel, man. And I've seen Melissa Rauch in other things. She's good. Like, yeah, her and Larroquette. That's what, like, and that's kind of why I was meaning with like I have a little more respect for John Larroquette in that he look—he's clearly doing this for the paycheck, and I think is a set as much. But he does. His delivery elevates some really mediocre material, whatever he's on the screen. Yes. You know? And that's but and, and, and it's, it's yeah. just so bad that you couldn't pay me to watch more. I mean you could, but you'd have to pay me a significant amount to watch more of this. Because it's work. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. It's not funny. No. Um and and like I don't know, man. I I honestly feel like the Big Bang Theory was funnier than this stuff. So like if you can't rise to the standard of the big bang theory just in terms of like comedic risk and and success rate like i don't feel like you're trying yeah no i look that's fair i i i can't argue with any of that i can't argue with any of that the the reason that i wanted to lump it in with that 90s show uh was just because it was weird to watch it to be watching a 30 minute multi cam sitcom with a laugh track. Yeah. Um, it was. Which both of these shows are. Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't weird. It was weird to do it twice. That said, I thought that 90s show was a much better, uh, was, was a much better constructed version of that show. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's a bummer that they use the laugh track. Um, 
And I will say, although I got a little more used to it, like that annoyance did not go away for me, even though I watched four episodes and really kind of enjoyed this. Because what this is, is a pretty funny, pretty clever little dose. It's like a warm blanket of nostalgia, right? There's there's mm-hmm. guest appearances from the stars of the old show in every episode. There are, you know, a ton of references, but in ways that connect with, like, 90s culture versus 70s culture that I thought was at least, you know, again, it's not Atlanta or or, or better things, but, like, it's clever and funny, and it, to me, is what, it, you know... It's in the same category of 30-minute sitcom as um, The Last of Us is in post-apocalyptic zombie stuff, right? Like, it's it's a perfectly good version of this, and it was an enjoyable watch. And, like, that's pretty much where my expectations were set. And I was actually maybe even a little pleasantly surprised at how sort of warm and comforting some of the good old that 70s show references felt to me because i have not watched that show in like at least eight or ten years no me neither but it was easy to kind of sit back down and i was genuinely excited to like see the old people i will say i was like how are they doing this with red and kitty and and then some you know like that was 20 years ago like right like they gotta be old but that all kind of like that actually did they did sort of feed it in in a way that makes sense you know yeah. what i mean yeah it it kind of works and and they, the two of them, remain the heart of the show and some of the funniest moments. Like they are just great. Yeah, I do. I do miss the Hyde character a little bit, which we sort of talked about last week. I've yeah, heard. it's a bummer, uh, but uh, you know that's on him. I feel like they could have referenced him without actually just bringing the guy without bringing Danny Masterson back. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, and maybe something. they will. You never yeah. know. It took sure. a couple episodes to get to Fez. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But uh, as I appreciate the modern day attempt to make the cast more diverse, but I, they may have overshot Point Place, Wisconsin's diversity level. A little bit. I think they 100 percent did. But it is what it is. You know, well, I, you know, who knows if this show actually hits and gets a few seasons, maybe we get an episode about how, like, you're looking at the entire diversity of the metropolitan area of Point Place, Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Because then it would then it would be reasonable. Um, yes, that it would be fair. So and you know they have sort of labeled themselves the outcasts. And one interesting thing about that '70s show is like you didn't really see them interact with anybody else. That's true. Like I, it's it not like you ever like they they dated people sometimes at, at school and whatnot. But you never like went to school with them or anything really. No. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a pretty self-contained show within the cast like yeah they had guests and they had people over for dinner and they occasionally had girlfriends or boyfriends from uh, the rest of the population but like i don't know it's it's an interesting uh sort of version of that high school show where they don't ever really go to school um and this well, is for the well, end, that's what the I was going to say. This is going to be the same thing because it's, you know, conveniently, yes, it is the summer. Um, so, like, I'm going to finish this. I, I had a good time. It's, like, a nice show for me to throw on when I'm about to go to sleep and, like, just smile for 20 minutes. Like, this is – I was just going to say, if you need the 25-minute the brain-dead comedy, yeah. um, 
and this this will do it. And it and you do just kind of in that Netflix format of like, well, here's another one. It, you know what I mean? Like you want to watch it for no problem. You know, that's exactly what happened um, to me. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna watch at least two of these because <laughs> uh, I was scarred by my night court experience, and and I ended up watching four. <laughs> so so yeah so um like i said similar but i think that 70s or that 90s show was a much better version of uh this kind of nostalgia play if you're, yeah. if you're gonna remake the show right and know? it just shows you why it just shows you very clearly how things don't have to be as bad as night court is yeah it was also interesting for me as a child of the 90s as a person who lived through the 90s now to yeah. be Watching the nostalgia reflection back, you know what I mean? Like what they yeah. think of yeah. as '90s things, you it's know? Very funny. Although yeah. this did say '95, so like I was more aware by then. You're you're just older enough than me that like the beginning of the '90s, which is pretty fuzzy for me, is clearer for you. Um, but I, I there, it's funny. It to me that's that's part of the fun here. It makes me wonder if any because I I know my age people were watching that '70s show, but I, it makes me wonder if people who were aware of the '70s watched that '70s show and what they thought about those references. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think it would be pretty similar. And I, I also happen to have uh, watched a couple episodes of Daria this week. Oh yeah, which is extremely '90s. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's about um, as 90s as it gets. <laughs> yeah. So I got this little blast of like, remember, like, oh, yeah, like, what a weird sensibility we had back then. That's funny. Um, you know, which I think is hard to reflect in something like that 90s show. They, they, they're just going to give you D-Light and Alanis Morissette, you know? Yeah, but that was great. I enjoyed I enjoyed both of those references. <laughs> so Kitty bad. dancing around to Groove is in the heart, really. That really felt true to the character to me. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, all right. Um, that leaves us with Breakpoint, um, the documentary from the Formula One people uh, about tennis. Now, did you watch that Formula One? No, at all? still okay. haven't. Still haven't watched it. I hear okay. it's great. I, I, I also hear that. Can't given quite... the construction of this, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, really? Okay. Well, why don't you um, go first? I want to hear what you think about this. Yeah, I just uh, I just loved how inside they get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many shows are going to take you into the hotel room um, with, you know, two players on the tour as they debate what movie they're going to watch together. Right. Um, you know, and then use that as sort of this sort of opening to talk about, you know, what life is like on the road for tennis players and uh, how they sort of have to be selfish and right. uh, yeah, like I don't know. I just thought all of that was interesting. I you know they're they're talking about the. I didn't watch too many tennis tournaments last year, but the Australian Open 2022 was one that I definitely did. Hmm. Um, so like to kind of go back and and relive that through a more uh, inside lens, I think was really interesting to me. And I'm watching the 2023 Australian Open as well, so it kind of yeah. gets me a little bit fired up for for some of that and. Uh, it's all shot beautifully as as well. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I really, I really dug it. I'm gonna gonna watch more. Um, up until that last bit, I don't disagree necessarily with anything you said, but somehow for me, this was interesting in the way that, that like, you know, a documentary that I'm probably not gonna watch is interesting. Mm. Um, it just. <sighs> <laughs> 
And I think the problem for me is that there's so much. I don't know. To me, there's almost two ways to handle this. One is there's just so many MF and tennis players, man. <laughs> that there are. So I think you can either give me five people, four or five people for a whole season, or give me just like 25 episodes and a little bit of everybody. And this is like stuck in between in a way that like just kind of disengaged me. Because hmm. like I feel like you're getting a couple players per episode, right? Like each episode sort of focuses on it's a, like just four a per episode, and it's jumping between tournaments sometimes in the middle of episodes in ways that like I'm just like I can't lock in with anyone's story, really. Hmm. And I don't disagree that it gets really tremendous access, um, tremendously honest interview performances as well i would say from many of the athletes that i've seen through three episodes and it's not like difficult to watch or anything it just did not connect with me in any meaningful way Mm. it all felt very um cliff notesy i guess in a way that i don't know took me out of it a little bit yeah, maybe maybe some of that is about having watched that tournament and being connected to that tournament and thinking about uh, you know, Nick Kyrgios and, and his journey through that tournament. Now, and, the Kyrgios episode was excellent, but it, and that was like maybe half an episode fully devoted to Nick Kyrgios. And um, he's going to give you a lot of material. Right? He is right. He's a fascinating guy. There's a reason they yeah. let off with him. But I don't know. <clears throat> I guess I sort of expected we'd follow him over the course of the season more, but it was almost like, all right, you got your curios bit. He did his thing at his possible last appearance at his home tournament. Um, he lost early and it's over. And you like, yeah. I, I don't know that we'll ever see Nick curios in this show again. And I guess well, I find that he had a very good U S open. So I'm assuming okay. that by the time we get to the end of the season, right? Like right. that they'll, he'll be back. So Yeah, but that's the know. other thing to me is, like, <laughs> I watched three episodes, so how long is this friggin' thing going to be? That that part, I don't know. And you're like, for, you, I watched you, so you're further than I am. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there are so many people. Um, and I do enjoy the sport of tennis, and it is shot beautifully, but it's just I don't feel, like, super invested in this show. I guess is the best way for me to put it. All right, I would say I, I, I am I am invested. Um, I can understand how you wouldn't be. Uh, you know, it's, I think that's a matter of taste. Um, yeah, maybe I don't quite know what it is because, like, I don't care about the guys on Last Chance You, right? I don't know those dudes who they are. I'm never going to hear their names again in all likelihood. Um, but somehow the like telling of the story over the course of the season and progress, like, I don't know. That to me is the hook of the sports show and it doesn't feel like we're doing that here it feels like we're getting a quick little bio of a bunch of different people yeah well that's kind of what i was less invested in that than you were i think right what's that that's kind of what i mean about a taste thing is like i was a little less invested in that than you were i think last chance you yeah 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 i think that may be less 
Yeah, I yeah. think that may be true. Like to me, the hook is the progress over the course of the season as opposed to like the little dip-ins on, on the action as you go along. Because I don't know, to me, like if I care that much about the action, I'll just watch the damn tournament. Yeah. Although I will tell you, I saw a guy just watching an NBA game. I don't even remember what game it was anymore. And I saw a guy on the bench who looked like one of the guys from Last Chance U. And I was like, oh, my God, did that did that guy somehow? Like, that's not possible, though. None of those guys made the league, right? It, within the the year or so that the show's been, you know, sitting. From this season? Yeah. I don't see was, how that it, would it be possible. It was the kid whose dad would, had played at the NBA and, like, wasn't getting any playing time. It looked, it looked a lot like that dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how that's possible. I was like. I was like, that can't be him, right? But it, it, it did perk me up for a second. Um, I mean, it's not impossible that, you know, someone we've seen on Last Chance you could have, uh, at some point be in the NBA, but I don't I don't think someone from this year would already be. Yeah, that seems, that seems unlikely. Um, all right, let's jump into the challenge. Okay. Can we start with your workout? Sure. <laughs> Um, so I heard what right you do? <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> um, I did. So, okay. I figured I should start at the beginning. So I did the first workout from the first season of the challenge workouts. And it was a uh, full body workout with Nelly, Nelly T. Oh, yes. I, I'm very familiar with this workout. So I, I was smart. Like I have not done a real full body workout in literal years um it's been months since i played basketball or got on the the elliptical which are the two things i have done in the last few years but not in months um i'm making all this cake i'm in terrible shape um so i was pretty realistic i thought and rachel robinson is using they they say medium weights, medium weights for this exercise, and when they say medium weights, there's big weight, there's a big range of weights in medium weights. <laughs> well, they well here's what happens: they say medium weights. Rachel says I'm using ten pound weights. Nelson says I'm using twenty pound weights. Right? Yep. Um, there's a little image on the screen that pops up, and it says, and Rachel is saying aloud, you know, medium weights are whatever you want them to be. You know, pick pick whatever weight sounds medium to you. And a little range on the screen pops up, 8 to 25, right? That's what it says on the screen in text while Rachel is saying any, any you know, medium can be anything. So I thought being prudent, I chose five-pound weights. Um, and I will say, I think the weights I chose were about right. Uh, Nelly had to drop from 20s to 15s in the middle of the workout. <laughs> you know, he overshot it a little bit. <laughs> yes, um, he did. Do you, are you feeling like were you, did you were you like okay I can go down and wait now too? <laughs> no, no, I felt good about the fives throughout. Like the fives were something I felt good about. My cardio, um, and just I think you know anything where I had to lift my body weight, you know push up uh, type things that were involved in the workout. There were some burpees. That was rough because my body weighs too much and my arms aren't what they should be. But five pounds for all the curls and presses and lifts and whatnot was about right. So, you know, thinking – I went into it thinking if I'm half as strong, literally, 
as Rachel Robinson, I'm I'm doing pretty good in the strength department, so I'm I'm feeling okay about that. Um, not so much the cardio, because <laughs> this was not a cardio workout, mind you. Right? There was no, some was light some cardio, cardio breaks, in- if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was some light cardio involved. You know, some high knees, some jumping jacks, just to like get the blood flowing and like give the muscles a break here and there, right? Over a 30-minute workout. And by the end, my, you know, jumping jacks and burpees and other, you know, high knees cardio stuff, I was essentially, you know, picture Paul Rudd from Wet Hot American Summer, like throwing his body around like a toddler. That's... (laughs) what I looked like for the last couple sets of like jump. It was like flinging my arms upwards in an attempt to do a jumping jack and hopping, you know, one to three inches off the ground. Um, so it was rough. It was an intense workout, but I got to say, like, I'm not a big, like I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, my wife does the Peloton and I'm, I'm a no go. Cause like, I don't really need to watch people, do stuff i'd rather like hop on the elliptical and watch a movie you know what i mean um but for like an intense 30 minute you know muscle-based workout uh doing it with some some folks from the challenge actually actually was pretty good kind of worked for me yeah and rachel's very good she's good at what she does she's extremely good she does not wait like she does do the personal trainer encouragement garbage that i could really do without but she dedicates never hurt nobody yeah Um, okay (laughs) but she but she dedicates a a reasonable like amount of time to being like this is actually how you do this like here's some instructions on form and here's what you want to be you know um which for me is always a big thing because i'm just not a big workout person i never learned how to do any of the stuff i never played football which was the only sport that really did significant lifting in high school um so i don't know like this was pretty good i i would give it a big thumbs up yeah and she's tough um you know and keep going uh, it is hard it'll be good that'll <laughs> i'm gonna keep going yeah which episode did you say Mark, Mark is uh, abs and arms, or, or no, sorry, he's arm day. He's like the arm blood day, the the third episode, I think. Yeah, and he, I he think. makes fun of Nelly right away, and then has to like eat some crow later. In the, I love in the, that. The, I, I think arms arms will be, you know, I'll use a reasonable weight, so I don't think it'll be that bad for me. Um, I pray, in fact, if I want to use anything more than five or tens, I probably got to buy some because I don't think we have that around the house. <laughs> um, Anyway, the the point being, arms and legs, I think, are probably where I would do the best here. When we get to, like, cardio or core workouts, that's where I'm going to struggle. Because yeah. my back well, sucks, my core is, is poor at best, um, and I have no cardio to speak of. And I weigh yeah. probably 30 pounds more than I should. Yeah, yeah, body weight will be trouble for you. Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm glad though that Rachel uh, has been doing these, has a good relationship. I have to say, the fact that no one in my life has bought me a challenge workout mat and some like sweatpants or something, I'm like, well, what are we doing here, Cass? You come on, don't don't <laughs> don't come on our podcast and angle for gifts. All right. yeah, I'm just saying, people. Does no one know me? What is uh, your birthday coming up or something? Good God, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um. 
But mainly I'm glad because it's brought her back to the franchise. And now we've got Rachel Robinson in uh, All Stars 4. Yes. Um, Honestly, as as much as I enjoyed this workout and actually now plan to do more of them um, after I get back from vacation, or maybe maybe I'll do another one next week, um, I would I would throw all the workouts in the garbage if all we got was her coming back to the show because she is on an all-stars forecast that is as exciting as I could possibly have imagined, to be honest. Well, it's just setting up for uh, just an epic uh, female competition between Rachel, uh, the return of Cara Maria. Yeah. You throw Laurel into that mix. Um, and then you've got Veronica, who's, uh, you know, a, a multi-time champ. Yeah. And you've got, uh, you know, like, it's just going to be, oh, did I mention Cam? Cam's back? Cam's back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be crazy on the female side for for All-Stars 4. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Well, and I, I you know. There are I, I, there are definitely some surprising additions to the men's side, but I mean, in, in terms of like I I don't necessarily think of them as all stars, but I'm not gonna be unhappy to see Leroy back. No, me neither. I'm kind of happy Tony's back actually. And and yeah, like Tony was pretty good. He was a yeah. mess. But he was pretty good, so I don't know. Like, I uh, admittedly, the this is the first All Stars cast where the women roster looks more like an All Star roster than the men's roster does. But like, you know, Brad, Brandon, these guys are not slouches, and obviously Leroy is a beloved figure. Yeah. Yeah, there's some dead weight on the men's side, but uh, I, you know, I think when we get down to it, it'll be it'll still be pretty good. So, uh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. As far as Ryder dies goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, I feel like MTV was messing with us a little bit, right? Like we got this whole, uh, you know, uh, narrative about um, Anissa and getting bounced right before the final, which certainly is true. Like, you know, they showed all the times that it's happened and they're kind of making you think like, Oh, well, if she could just get out of this elimination that here we go. And then then we get to the end and it's not the final. So, um, so like, what is going to happen to her next week now? I understand that they like to make TJ Turkey, but I thought that was a rough pull on the audience. Well, but here's what, here's the thing. I think it is entirely possible that we get to, the next episode and he's like all right now it's the final <laughs> like <laughs> i think it when he says like that from the trailer though it seemed i'm almost certain i saw a daily challenge right but who knows is all i'm saying because i don't know you really think they're going to eliminate another team maybe maybe it's going to be four yeah, pairs one more. yeah i think you're going to do one more um but i don't know i I did enjoy this episode. <laughs> I'll say that. Like, 
even if that was a deke and it you know the final is a whole other week off this this was a fun episode i thought i i did too uh there there are two decisions here that i feel like we need to discuss okay before we discuss those decisions can we co- talk about a couple of things that were said okay um t- did you hear they were both in the ro- in the very beginning in the rope elimination um did you hear this was the burn of the week and it was right to her face and really rough i thought and it was sort of not i think someone on on the riser was like did you hear that and that's about all it got but jordan they were they were trying to get through a particular hole in the rope and jordan turned to anisa and they were like arguing about like how to get her through there and he was like just be a little athletic Oh no! I missed. I totally missed that. I oh totally, my god! I did hear Anissa go, "Ooh, my cooch." That was my second line of the week that I wrote down. <laughs> it's not exactly a burn, but that was good. That that was good fun. I I don't know who to credit for my burn of the week because I don't know who said it. Uh, but it was in an ITM and it was d- so describing the Kenny and Casey team, um, and saying one was an athlete and one is the sweetest guy in the world. I believe it was Olivia who said that. It was oh. definitely a woman. I was going to say Mariah, but it, it was the. I remember the exact thing that was said. It was, yeah. um, you know, it was well, not the exact thing because I don't remember what word was used about Casey, but it was. It was like, you know, one of them is built to be a savage and a badass, and the other one is built to be the sweetest guy in the whole world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is – doesn't come much more backhanded than that. Right no, there. but it's accurate. <laughs> yep, yeah, also true. Like also when true. people use the phrase built different, somehow they're talking about Casey and Kenny siblings. <laughs> they're just – built different. They yep. are built different. And, and yep. it's no shade to Kenny. He does seem like a wonderful guy, but he was an absolute anchor for his sister in this competition. Yeah, certainly in this elimination, no so, doubt. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much more you can even say about that. I didn't think, um, you know, they said the elimination was close. I didn't think it looked that close to me. No, they. I felt like they overdramatized it, and maybe there was a point at which it was close. But certainly, when you could see the shots towards the end, um, there was still a lot of rope, a lot of knot on. Kenny and yeah. Casey's side when Jordan, not he looked resigned. You, you no, know what I mean? It was over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'm with you on that. It wasn't as close as they tried to make it look. There was a, a couple shots they gave it away. Uh, okay, but so now, what are the decisions you want to talk about? All right. So uh, the first one I think is pretty obvious, which is Amber and Chauncey's decision to throw themselves in. Uh huh. A. Do you believe that it was sincere? I do. I was a little surprised that the you know no one else seemed to. <laughs> I would say B was it the right move? Let's start with B because it's easy to say. Of course not. It's it was an, it was completely stupid, and maybe they would have ended up in there anyway. Anyway, but don't volunteer. Like, do you know what the rule is? The rule of challenge eliminations is don't fucking volunteer. And like, if. 
they were split up and one of them volunteered to save the other's team. That's the one scenario. Like, the only time I can understand volunteering is because someone you sincerely love outside of the game is the other option, right? Like, then your sacrifice... Like, when Nelson did that for Corey, I wouldn't probably do that for most people I know, but I get it. Doing it out of some sense of... And this is also, by the way, and I don't know if it's sincere or not. They both seem like sincere people. So I'm not saying it's not sincere. But I can certainly understand why nobody believes it's sincere simply because there's no, there's sincerely no good reason to do it sincerely. Well, the, the reason to, that you would do it, I would think, would be if you, if you were able to gain some control over who you would face in there, right? We think like, oh, there's a high probability that I'm going in, and if I volunteer myself, then at least I can engineer it so that, uh, you know, we, we you know, we're, they're setting me up to face somebody that's reasonable. But they didn't you get mean me in, in a different game. So I, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think they could have potentially traded that, right? If they'd have gone in there and said, "Look, guys, we'll make it easy for you. We'll volunteer ourselves. We'll be the vote. You just give us a little bit of a, you know." Uh, uh, of some opponents that are palatable to us and to you, but there's I don't no, know that those people are left in the in the in the game at this point. I guess there's no, but first so, of all, that doesn't exist. You're the weakest team, yeah. so you're volunteering to be an underdog. Second of all, I, well, one of the weakest. Teams, I don't know that I would call anyway. them the weakest team, but they're in the mix. Yes, you're volunteering to be at best even odds to win, right? And the. Okay. Nobody has control over who your opponent is. So there is literally no power to gain. By the time they volunteered, Mariah and Fessy had already been saved. So no matter who went in, it was going to be the draw that determined their opponent from the same group of people. Right? I suppose you're right. That's the, that's the other decision I want to talk about is that Bananas and Nanny came to the conclusion right away that saving Mariah and Fessy would be the best for their game. And other than the Bananas-Mariah relationship, I do not understand this decision at all. Well, they were, and they both seem to be in complete agreement on it. Um, I think that's a case of Nani just having Bananas back and them inventing a reason so he didn't have to make it about that. I literally don't think there's any other reason to do it. So you think it's entirely the hookup thing? Yes. Because – why on earth would you not take a shot at Fessy when you have a chance to? You and There's even a, it, no way back on you at this point in the game, right? Even if you didn't make him the main vote, right? Like even if it went the exact same way, but you saved Horacio and Olivia or Devin and Tori instead, like you at least had a thirty-three percent chance or whatever of Fessy yeah. going in, if not better, depending on now. You know, as it turned out, there's no way Fessy's losing that particular elimination. But no. they don't know that then. <laughs> well, but that might be part of the calculation as well because that's the thing about Fessy as, like, honestly, I know Fessy doesn't think this about himself. And I know sometimes people in the game say this, but this may be part of it as well for Bananas. Fessy doesn't make a terrible ally. He's good at stuff, right? As long as allies still matter in this game. And... 
He's also not a very good finalist. Yeah, and, and, I, to this point, but I still don't. I, I don't, know, I know how you feel about that, it. but can I tell I you? I just watched the uh, Total Madness again. Just watched the uh, finish of that, and I think we have this image in our head of well, Fessy had someone get injured, and then he had an eating thing in the Total Madness finale. I think it was that one. He has the lead on in the snow on the last day and loses to Johnny in like walking in the snow. <laughs> like <clears throat> he has failed physically as much as he has failed in the other categories in these yeah. finales. He is not a good finalist and it is possible yes, that I don't Bananas. I think he's the guy who hasn't performed well in finals. Like his day is coming. His day well, is coming. That's you what can I say that, think. but factually speaking, he has not been a yeah, good sure. finalist. I'm telling you what I believe. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But my point is, bananas may feel like you have a better chance of beating him in a final than you do in an elimination. And I don't think that would be an unreasonable viewpoint mm, to take. Maybe I don't know. I just don't understand what having them, how having them in the game helps them in any way. Well, it, I, I, again, I think that is almost entirely because uh, Bananas is getting down with Mariah. <laughs> but he's very vague about it. Like, he never quite yeah, says, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, and you only catch the occasional glimpse of them, like, kissing briefly on camera. Like, they're yeah. very... Bananas that makes has. Me think that they are like, like, like buddies. You know what I mean? Because Bananas is sly about this stuff. He's he always the guy always that... always has like, been. It's like the shit you've never seen show where you find out that he had a relationship like That's half the right. season. <laughs> He's always sneaky about about his relationships, and yeah. I, this is no different. So, you know, I think it's really about that. Yeah, maybe. Because there's <clears> – <throat> I will agree with you. There is no other reason not to at least have them in the draw. I found it very strange. And they were in – like, it came up right away, and they were in total agreement. And I just – I was just like, What? <laughs> um, but you know, in the in the end, I don't think it. Like I said, I don't think it would have made much of a difference because had Fezzi gone down there, that was uh, a, a event ideally suited for his a person of his size and he strength. He would have dragged literally anyone in the game around that thing. Yeah. So uh, that said, uh, I thought another legendary, impressive performance from Jordan. Legendary, especially because like, at the very end, it seemed like. Chauncey's size was just going to win out, and Jordan just flipped it on him somehow. Yeah. When when you when it was kind of revealed like he had a plan, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh -oh. And it was really pretty smart plan. So uh, good for him. Good for him, man. I mean, he uh, certainly couldn't. He wasn't going to win it trying to do it like Anissa, right? Right. Anissa was just like, I'm too much bigger than this girl. I'm just going to deliberately make my way around the circle and take care of this. And it was the right strategy because she could just drag her, right? Clearly, Jordan couldn't do that. So, you know, in true Jordan fashion, he came up with a clever strategy um, and one-handedly, <laughs> once again, beat a bigger guy in an elimination that was about body size and strength. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you just get crowd. used to it because it's really like, sure, this isn't as much of a how do you do that with one hand as like tugging on a big rope against Josh. But it certainly would help to have some extra fingers when you're clawing in the sand, 
you know? Like, it's it's unbelievable what he does in this game. Full stop. Yep. Um, and I, uh, I I felt a little bad for Amber because I think she just ran into the complete wrong event. You know what I mean? What are you no, going to do? No I, but, but I don't feel bad because you threw yourself in there. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, Amber and Chauncey, uh, great couple. Like, they like, genuinely seem to be really into each other. I mean, so. couple goals, you know? Also, yeah. she's like ten years older than him, so shout out to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Amber. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for next week. I do think it seems like someone's going to try to take a shot at either bananas or fessy next week, right? So, uh, well, I mean, that'll be I think, fun. As you're kind of saying, those are the two obvious guys to take a shot at, right? Or, or Jordan, I suppose, but he's been shot at a lot. Um. Like, if you want to take one last swing before the final, the sort of um, consensus knowledge would tell you Bananas and Fessies are are the guys. Yeah. Man, I think Horacio could be scary in a final, man. Yeah, but... He's, like, he, the guy's got some. The guy's got some distance in running. You know what I mean? Like, well, I guess know. it depends who wins, right? I mean, if Horacio wins the daily, then it's bananas or Fessy. If Fessy wins the daily, it's it's probably Horacio. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, looking forward to it, though. Uh, we don't. Uh, we yeah, we're gonna talk about it next week, right? We're doing a show next week. We decided. that's right. We are. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna be in the row, but we'll figure it out, and then we may need to take a little break after that. We're gonna have a week off after that, but next week we will be with you. Um. All right, and so we've got um, we got homework for next week. Gonna watch a couple movies. Yep. Uh, the menu, which is on HBO Max, and I've heard uh, good things about Ray, Ray Fiennes. Indeed. Uh, and uh, also- our 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 uh, our friend Anya Taylor Joy. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um. Uh, another movie, uh, Judd Apatow movie called Bros, which is a gay Judd Apatow comedy. Yeah, uh, and that is on Peacock. And uh, we're gonna watch a show called Treason, and I didn't remember where Treason is. Is that Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's a limited series with Charlie Cox, and it's some sort of spy thriller. I like spy thrillers, so yeah, should be fun. Like and we'll one. talk about all that and. Uh, Probably not final episode of the challenge next week. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a final. I think, yeah, I think it's probably not. Yeah, we'll oh, see. well. All right. Bye. <laughs> game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.